0: Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order.
1: You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to. Do not to not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Classified.
0: Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Not Else Classified podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Christine Hall from Sterling Global Solutions. But before we get into the podcast today, I do want to welcome everybody who has listened to this podcast, and of course, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. Over seventy percent of our listeners listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, so please pick up your Apple device, go to Apple Podcasts, and leave our show a five star rating and a review. That activity on Apple Podcasts helps get our podcast noticed. You can check out Medical Coding Geek and the Not Also Classified podcast on social media, including Facebook and Instagram. Also check out Medical Coding Geek on TikTok, where I answer questions from people who are interested in our industry. You can go to medicalcodinggeek.com where you find a wealth of resources, including our Facebook groups. Like Medical Coding Geeks, the RHIT and RHIA Exam Support Group, the CDI Network. We also have a marketplace where you can buy and sell resources. If you want free CEUs, join our Facebook group, the CEU Hit List, where I prepare a monthly list of free CEUs where you can use that to help maintain your credential. And you can find me, my name is Brian Cui, my last name is spelled C U I. You could find me on LinkedIn. So in part one of this two-part interview, I talk with Christine and try to break down the, the title of this podcast, which is I got it, and try to figure out how she got it. She talks about how she got into the healthcare field, worked in practice management, started her own building company, and then started teaching. But in every step of the way, I try to figure out or I try to deconstruct how she got it, how she was able to figure out that the process of each and every part of her career. So in part one, we only get up to the beginning of how she started her billing company. But the main component of this episode is just breaking down how she got it, her thought process, the way she solved problems, the way she created solutions. So without further ado, here is part one of my interview with Christine Hall. Enjoy. Let's go ahead and get started. Welcome everybody to the Not Also Classified podcast. Today on the podcast, I have Christine Hall from Sterling Global Solutions. Christine, how are you today?
1: I'm great, Brian. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I'm a big fan, long time <laughs> fan.
0: Now, I'm going to get into the story of how we connected. You ready?
1: I'm absolutely, ready. Right.
0: And I, I always pull up my uh my phone here and it's it's a funny story because uh I oh, I that's the you know with with people on LinkedIn, not that to say you're 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 one of those people, but uh but but I always get messages from people uh that reach out to me assuming that I own a business. Uh, medical practice, some form of technology solutions or something like that. Uh, I have, an, uh, uh, I don't know how many employees behind me, and they're looking to outsource. They're looking to, I get a lot of tax people. I get a lot of, um, you know, basically people who don't know who I am, uh, people who just, I guess, see people who are connected and they just connect right away. And, um, I, I, I tend to, how can I say, I tend to play with them (laughs) a little bit. I tend to play with them a little bit because, I mean, if you're going to, um, you know, get my attention, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you my attention, right. And it better be correct. And so speaking of, you know, you're, <laughs> you're uh, connected. I'm going back to the message. I'm going back to what was the date? November 27, 2020. And you started the letter or the message. Are you, I don't know. Do we, did I connect with you or you connect with me?
1: I think I connected with you and okay, you great. The Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So you connected with me and I always get, you know, they're, they're, it's it's great when people, when, when they connect with me, they send me a message. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'll, uh, this is my time to connect with them and let me, you know, if it's, if it's genuine or not. So here we go. Here we go. Let me read this. November 27, 20, <laughs> 2020 at 4 45 PM. Yeah. I still got it. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for connecting with me on LinkedIn. I'm a huge fan. Please do me a favor and and uh, follow my company page. So-and-so, whatever. Yeah. And to see the events. Okay. All right. So <laughs> when I read it, I'm like, Oh wait, wait, wait! Who is it, uh, Tony? And so, again, this is where I play around. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I don't know if I—I I, I had an idea it was a mistake, but I wanted to see how you would react when I went with what with, with, with what my response is. I says I I put down not too sure who Tony is. Maybe you have connected with the wrong person.
1: <laughs> and by that time, I was mortified. I was so I tried very hard to. Send a little message, you know, mm. thanks for connecting. And that's genuine. Oh, yeah, I yeah, really appreciate genuine. it. I felt, I felt the genuine, right? yeah. And I try to put everyone's personal name in it because yeah. I like getting something that says, hey, Christine. And I don't know what was going on that day. I did not change your name. Yeah. And I have never done it again. But <laughs> it was like the only person that I didn't want to make that mistake with because I really am a fan. Yeah. And you know,
0: and you reiterated so, uh, that afterwards.
1: Yeah, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I know exactly who you are. I'm so sorry. So yeah, I, now I'm, but I don't make that mistake anymore. I double check oh, before oh, I hit the yes yeah, button. So yeah, <laughs> lesson learned.
0: Good, good. I mean, it's not that you. I mean, it's not that that you made the mistake. I've actually made that mistake myself. I, you know, when I first started this podcast, one of the things that I did to promote the the podcast, the first episodes was to go to different facebook groups i went to different linkedin groups and as soon as the first couple episodes hit i would just i don't know i would create this template the same thing you did the the episode the description whatever it may be and i i I seriously hundreds of groups i would just send them all out just spending my time just you know lining up all the groups in a row in my tabs and this Mm -hmm. going one next copy paste one next copy paste and so i try to uh, as you would say, personalize the template and to make it seem like genuine, right? And so, right, right. and so when you're trying to do it really fast, uh, you know, I would say, Oh, hey, APC, so you know, certain okay. location, oh, uh, you know, this name of group, hello, geeks, hey, welcome, you know, check out my <laughs> podcast, that type of thing, uh, yeah. you know, people from Actis, hey, check out my podcast. And so, there was a point where I was just like, you know, in the zone but then at some point i just stumbled and just started i don't know switching names switching groups and i just you know uh, just it was just a mess so i i i feel for you but um i thought it was funny that you called me tony but the thing is that i was gonna say you know my my brother-in-law his name is anthony so i'm like okay maybe maybe she knows my brother-in-law i don't know <laughs> no, i don't
1: think i know you you know but it's a small world so i'm not gonna rule yeah. that out
0: <laughs> yeah well it's it's good to have you on um I know I, I will uh, I will plug um uh Stacy's podcast you were just well you recorded uh a very long <laughs> a very three long hours. conversation we 3 recorded. hours yeah. uh, with Stacy Buck on her podcast so please make sure to check out I think part 1 was just released uh, you have two more parts I've never heard of that where there's <laughs> it's split into three parts so it must be a very long and lengthy uh, interesting conversation um, well she I, and
1: I are friends so ah, okay, when you get two girlfriends together friends. and they start talking it just it just goes and uh, Stacy's a great talker and mm. I'm a great talker so it's just natural it was it was so much fun doing that with her
0: now let me tell you when 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 two people have um, what I notice in podcasts is when two people have good chemistry they create great content. Uh, what I watch I, I do watch a lot of um, uh, as I, I always mention comedians right. So when comedians have their solo podcast they don't do too great right. They they even admitted my numbers are not that great. But if I combine myself with another comedian. And they have this certain chemistry. They, there's one. There's one that I I listen to. It's called Bad Friends, and they just bicker and fight and make fun of each other <laughs> for for like a whole entire hour. But it's great because you see the chemistry, and they try right. to they, they do all of that. So, I mean, hey, you might guys, you might you two ladies might have a you know a podcast together later on down the line. You might want to think about that. You know, especially with the chemistry, and that's the thing it's great when you have somebody to bounce off yeah. ideas um, and for people who are wondering, can, you know, the difficulties of interviewing, you know, it does take some time, you know, and trying to develop that chemistry because people ask me or people tell me, Oh, you did great on the podcast. Well, yeah. I mean, it took four years. <laughs> you know, if, if you listen to me in the beginning, it was very hard to, Catch the conversation, if that's how I want to call it, where you want to try to, you know, listen. That's number one, uh, and then take notes as you're listening. And then at the end, for those who are wondering what the trick is, the trick is you listen and then you reiterate, mm-hmm. you reiterate what the person said, and then as the host, you move on to the next question, and then you just repeat. It's just, it uh, <laughs> just flowed very naturally. But what's funny is is now I apply it when I meet people, you know, and if there's a certain, if there's a certain silence, I will take back what they said. The last, the last thing that they mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I just ask a very simple question. that allows So your
1: dog to went ask. to the vet last week. Tell me more about that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get them talking. I think that's the goal. Like my, yeah. my, kids, my kids would look at me because they're, when they meet new people, they're just, you know, very very sheltered and they would just like not talk but they would hear me talk and uh my wife is the same way she doesn't want to talk to anybody she says you talk to that person i'm like okay all right what am i the diplomat
1: of this family <laughs> you are a spokesman for the yeah, yeah, family yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Like we were at the um again uh, I, men- I mentioned that we were in uh, st petersburg florida for a half marathon and every time we we're in a hotel before we leave my, w- my wife my can you ask the front desk to for a late checkout, please? I said, can you, why, why do I have to do it? Why Why can't you do it? If you want the late checkout, I, I just want to go home. If you want the late checkout, why don't you ask? And just because you have the voice for it. And just turn on your podcast voice and pick up the phone and just.
1: <laughs> Hi. Can I have a late check in?
0: <laughs> like, hello, we're in room 1117. I would want to request a late checkout. And they're like, oh, okay, yes, we, one o'clock. I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. And just, she's like, see, see, <laughs> every time you have to do it. So well, I'll
1: tell you, I, I enjoy the face to face. Yes. Like when I'm teaching or presenting, if I'm just looking at my screen, I stumble, I'm, I second guess myself sometimes. Mm but put anybody up in front of me and I'll chat all day long. I'll reiterate things. I'll bring things out. I'm animated, but Mm. I really enjoy that face to face, whether it's in person or with the zoom with the camera and um, because you can feed off of people. Like you were saying that when there's two people together, at least I can look at their body language or their eyes or something that says they're getting it. I'm making sense or uh, that you know, that I don't have to go backwards on it, but that's a, that's definitely having somebody to bounce off of is truly what keeps me going. That's right.
0: Now, (laughs) let me ask this question. I know I haven't even asked the first question yet, but you, (laughs) you, you, you mentioned meetings, right? So lately I've been getting requests to be a speaker, right. In, in different areas in Florida, even like, I think the last one was in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And like I'm itching like yourself. I'm I'm itching for to be in person again. Yeah. Not that I don't like the, the camera That's and right. doing all of this. It grew into something else like YouTube. Um, but I'm itching to to just see people, you know, like yeah. see a group of people and just, you know, engage with them. Like I, I've, I've done, I've been an instructor since 2004. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to see if I say something, I need right. to like look at you in the eye. I'm like, do you get it? Do right. you get it? Okay, good. And so we'll, <laughs> we'll move on. But are you, are, are you, are you still doing virtual? Have you, have you um done any or, or scheduled yourself for in-person events lately
1: so we have i have done a few in-person events oh, nice. um i have been speaking repeatedly for the american portable diagnostic association so i get to go to their um sh- mid-year seminar in chicago this year mm. so that was that was great that i got to do that but i'm doing a lot virtually um, i think APC and and hema they like that because we can come home at night make dinner sit down and then go online go on Mm. zoom and Mm. do our meetings and see each other and and those types of things i I think it made things easier with zoom but like you i miss i miss being in a crowd i miss the room i miss and the bigger the room for me the better and and i miss that and seeing the people sitting there so i'm Mm. looking forward to more in person but i'm pretty booked uh my assistant called me today as a matter of fact and wow. she's like, Is there a cap on how many <laughs> presentations per month you feel comfortable doing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know we gotten to that point in life that we had yeah. to have that conversation. Yeah, it, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. I I I think before the pandemic hit, I was I was geared to go. Like I was ready to, you know, I guess I document it. Like, bring a camera. Like, here's what I'm doing. I'm going over here. I'm going to this conference. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm meeting this person. I'm gonna do on you know. I'm gonna do uh, live podcast interviews. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's kind of on the back burner. But now, again, I'm I'm itching to do that because I'm like already looking at conferences. I like like for example, I'm I almost like asked, can I go to North Carolina? I just want to go. I don't care if it's at a Tuesday. I just, you know, but then I'm thinking about well, my son has, you know, lacrosse, you know, right. and I'm like, Oh, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta hold myself back. Um, but we did know, that it, last
1: year. I was yeah. presenting in Texas at the end of the year mm. and, um, my husband flew drove out to Texas oh. and picked me up at the airport instead of my connecting flight he called and he's like oh you landed that's great why don't you walk outside (laughs) and then we drove and we hit we hit new orleans for a couple of days we hit mobile we hit you know just coming home he was like let's i I know you don't have time to take a vacation but let's take a few days drive home and you, you know so, so yeah, I, I needed to be out. I needed to see things. I needed to do things. I know exactly how you feel right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, like okay, I wanna, I, I need to get out of. You know, I love Florida, but I, I need to see something. <laughs> I need to see something. I need to see like a different scenery, you know. Uh, the Leaves
1: change. Something. Yeah. Like, you know, the mountains like, in the distance.
0: Like, <laughs> South Florida is just very, it's just very flat. Uh, yeah. When you get over here, you know, uh, we mentioned that I'm from Polk County, you start to see some
1: little hills, <laughs> a little right? elevation. Mountains.
0: Yeah. And then uh, I remember going to Georgia. I'm like, wow, the leaves are great. The trees are so big. <laughs> It's like, so I'm like, okay, I, I need that. I need that again. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, so thank you for answering that question. I, I'm like, I'm itching. I, I need to get right. out of this. I need to get out of this office for oh. goodness sake. Like
1: <laughs> like everybody's new office, office. Oh, so. yeah. And
0: you have I'm your good. new office. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely talk about that. All right. So here is finally the first question. Uh, Christine, where did you come from and how did you get to where you are today?
1: So, um, I, my, I had a very good support system growing up Mm. and, uh, I remember that my dad said, uh, you know, I think, I think I shared this with Stacey too, but I said, I said, you know, dad, I need to have a car. I need to drive all my friends have cars. And he says, that's great. Go get a job. Mm. And I opened the phone book and the hospital was there. The local hospital went there. They had a position for me and I got it. Like immediately they started talking about procedures and DRGs and, you know, how this all works and I got it. And, and I thought, this is so cool. And um, even as I evolved, every time I transitioned from, from one position to another position within the hospital setting, I got it. And I thought, Oh, this is good. Um, maybe I'm thinking too much. Maybe I'm too confident in myself. No, I really got it. Mm-hmm. So then I went into practice management, very young, and I got it. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. Um, and then I ended up uh, buying a billing company. And I got it. And mm-hmm. I understood it. And I was like, this is great. So I bought a billing company in 2000. And um, it, was, it was absolutely amazing. Became certified. I think I became certified before I bought the billing company or right around that time. And then... Um, I sold the billing company in 2017 and started teaching and then went into consulting and uh, fell in love with that too so I've been kind of lucky that as I've gone through this this travel this is my only career I've never Mm -hmm. worked at fast food Uh, I'm horrible at restaurants because I don't understand the dynamic what do you mean you can't seat me you have all these tables here yeah. yeah. My husband will be like, no, no, you don't understand this. Shh, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't mess up their process. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've just it's been a great ride. I love it.
0: Okay, cool. Um so you just gave me the the abridged version.
1: <laughs> yeah, I gave you abridgers like the um so let me let me give you some more information about me. Um I'm first generation here in the United States. My parents are from Uruguay. In oh, South America. Interesting. Yes. All of my family is from Uruguay. Uh, and I have a few uncles that have spread out from there. And one in France and one in, in Chile and one in Sweden. And so we're, we're very international family. Uh-huh, my mom uh-huh. was a flight attendant for Pan Am. And she retired from NetJets. Uncle Warren Buffett. Yeah. His that's company. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's how we affectionately call him. And uh, so we've just had this this different culture in my family. So I was first generation and my parents came in, they worked very hard here and they taught us that. And I, I remember being very, very young knowing from the beginning that I was going to be an entrepreneur of some sort. Oh, nice. uh, if you want that candy bar, mom and dad can't get you that candy bar. They're doing their best here. So you're going to have to figure it out, make it yes, work. And yes. it was a, uh, it was great. So when I did start working, 16, 17 at the hospital, 18, uh, I fit right in, and hard work wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. So I was going to school in the morning, in my uh, high school in the morning, and at noon, I got out, we went on work release, and I worked till eight o'clock at night, and wow. loved every minute of it, mm-hmm. and um, college was really easy, because I was loving what I was doing, and it was in the field I was working in, and, and it was, so I, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. <laughs>
0: yeah. that, that's interesting so uh, you, you 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 mentioned that you got it right you mentioned you get a lot of things i think this is probably going to be the name of the title of the i got it <laughs> yes right i got it with christine hall um so let, let me ask this question what's the first thing and you can go anywhere within your timeline here um what was the first thing that you got in healthcare?
1: Reimbursement.
0: Reimbursement. Yeah. What made it? I guess you know. I, I guess the when you're when you're involved in reimbursement, what was the the moment, if you can remember, that made it that made sense, uh, or how did you? I guess you know when you say you got it. How did you get it?
1: <laughs> that's the so, so, Okay, so like, let's you know. say the first position I had was the assistant cashier in the business office, this is 1980 something. So mm. I'm on a big pegboard. And my job is to document all the payments and the denials and the deductibles and how all of that was working. It was a giant spreadsheet that we mm. manually wrote all the information in. Right. And and I remember when, when something was applied to the deductible, like immediately I got that concept of, okay, so this is their part of their, their obligation. And then this is what the payment's going to be. And this is what their financial responsibility is, their 20% or whatever it was. And then I could look at the denials and say, okay, but well, why didn't this get paid? Mm. Oh, <clears throat> that's why it didn't get paid. And it, it made sense to me. It was very clear mm. that there were, that was the reason why. Oh, the diagnosis didn't match. <clears throat> oh, of course it didn't match. Or the, you know, whatever it was at that time that we were looking at, the puzzle pieces. That didn't fit together and caused the denial. I could look at it and I saw the picture. I saw the puzzle, and I mm. could easily put it. And I even questioned a lot of times. I would go to the administrator in the business office and I would say, "You is know, is, am I really getting this? Because it just seems like." And they were like, "Yeah, that's this is how this whole thing works."
0: The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with medicalcodinggeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code geek15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use our promo code geek, geek15 at checkout.
1: And then going forward, um, working as a practice manager and again, figuring the whole thing out, figuring how to negotiate contracts with payers. And no, I'm not gonna settle for the, well, you know, again, at the time, I'm not gonna settle for a 1990 um, payment schedule for Medicare, we, we wanna go with the current year, or I want to 10% more and I, all of those negotiations, it, made, it just made sense. I don't know how else to explain it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then You know, like it, it, some people would struggle with the concept behind it. And for me, I was like, what, what don't you get?
0: Cause I'm, I'm trying to figure out how you, how you break things down. That's, that's really where I'm getting at. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, here's, for example, um, the way I work, I think we have a somewhat of a similar mindset where you look at a problem and you look at, you just mentioned it, the pieces, right. Mm-hmm. And so, the one thing you said is putting the pieces together. But then I think another thing that you probably also do is how does it flow? Mm -hmm. Right. How does it flow? How do the pieces flow? How do the pieces of the puzzle flow together? Because whenever I look at things, I look at things from there always has to be a beginning. There always has to be an end. And so there's a, it's not necessarily a straight line, but there is a path that leads to the next area. And if there's at any point, um some I, I always relate back to the GI, but if there's some form of obstruction, if there is some form of ulcer, if there's some form of bleed, you know, there, there, we have to address that issue. Right. Um, and, and I think that's how you've applied it, at least for the the cashier, because I I mean
1: Well, I have look at it personally. Like if I were to get a bill, mm. I need to understand this wait yes. a minute, why? Okay, I have a deductible, why, is, okay, my deductible is so high and then here's my 20% or if they denied it, well, why was it denied? How would I personally feel this way? Yes. Is it the hospital's responsibility to have gotten the referral or was it the, you know, where did this break down? Was it the diagnosis that, how do I fix this so that I don't have to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Or at least that mindset of like, if this was my bill or my mom's bill or how do we mitigate this and then one step further of how do I prevent this from happening again? So uh, it was never just a one-stop thing. It was always a, a little bit deeper of, okay, now I understand how this whole thing works. How do we stop it from happening over and over right. so that we won't have to deal with it.
0: Then we're going to dig deeper. Do you think you're very good at, at interviewing, I guess, asking questions to yourself that you need to answer? You think? So? I think
1: I am. I think I do ask I ask a lot of questions.
0: Were you uh, like that? Or were you like that in high school?
1: Um, I think so. I think I was. I, I, I uh, but I've always been a problem solver. Like mm-hmm. I said, I was mm-hmm. even from when, the time I was young. I want that candy bar. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not going to get it from my parents. It's not that they didn't want to give it to me. It's that you know we were immigrants and that yeah, they right were right. immigrants and mm-hmm. you know. So how do I figure this out? What do I need to do? And what's the best way to handle this? So um, planning I, planning and I'm looking at that and making it happen, you mm. know, figuring out a way. when I was young, young, yeah they that's used what I'm to saying. have this I um, used to have a program called Olympic Book Club Sales. Mm. and I found this, and I could go door to door and sell stationery mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. And I got to keep a dollar for everything that I sold. So I'd have a goal in mind, like, okay, I want to get this thing, or I need this thing, or maybe it was just I needed the money for whatever it was. Right. And I knew that I had to go door to door. And I had to solve this problem. Not everybody needs stationery. So how do I figure this out? Okay, well, let's, let's think about it. We're coming up on Christmas. Everybody needs wrapping paper. So that would be what I lead with. Let's, mm-hmm. Okay, Christmas is coming up. Do you have wrapping paper? It'll be here in six weeks six weeks because it was the mail, right? It wasn't like right. Amazon.
0: <laughs> right, right. Can you imagine? Right?
1: And then, you know, working that whole problem, but going through each one of those motions to solve my problem. My problem was I needed the candy bar or I needed the the, the, the the Walkman or whatever it was that I wanted so desperately. So how do I make this happen? And how do I make it continue happening? So for me, that that started the positive. On the other side, when I get got into work was, how do I prevent that from happening? Because every dollar we save in this company that I was working for, or, you know, the hospital, or when I went into practice management, every dollar that we save could potentially be a raise or a bonus. <laughs> and so uh, let's work on that. Let's figure that out.
0: So the, when you, when you ask yourself a bunch of these questions, right, as, as you can see behind me, am I pointing mm-hmm. it the right way? <laughs> right. This thing here. You see it Uh, it right here. Gosh, this thing is bored, right? Uh So, when you, when you, well, let me start off first, right? At the age of 16, 17, um, like for example, I have three kids, right? Mm -hmm. And so, with what I'm trying to teach them is planning, Mm -hmm. right? They, they, They see the goal in sight. But then, when I ask them, what's your plan? I don't know. I said, well, I am not, I am not going to figure out that plan for you
1: Mm
0: -hmm. the same way we have the same mindset. I'm, I'm Filipino, you know, you're, you're, you know, and I, 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 well, at least for me, you know, I had to figure it out myself. I I was fortunate to, to receive this and that, but then afterwards I had to figure it out myself and I'm like, you know what? I think my kids should also do the same thing. You know, I'm not going to, you know, just do stuff and they're just going to receive it and then not figure it out. And so when I ask them these questions, they're perplexed, like, you know, like, what do you mean? Why are you asking me these questions? I'm like, these are the things in life that you have to prepare for. And, you know, like, okay, what is your plan? What is your plan? For example, like, what is your plan for college? Uh, what is your like I want to know I just need mm-hmm. like the same way I'm breaking your your yeah you know, breaking your, your how you think and stuff like that I want to know how that works and that's well,
1: how you, do that.
0: yeah deconstruct them you know we, deconstruct we, the process Right,
1: and I had five children mm-hmm. so and and I survived them all I shared that with you they're all grown <laughs> and they're wonderful individuals they're all living their best life right and but growing up from from probably about five, six years old, when they started interacting with other people, the mine wasn't, uh, mine was, what's the solution? So if you came home and you said, I have this homework project, I can't, I don't know, what's the solution? How can we solve this problem? Even as they got older, you know, if you were tasked in cutting the grass and I came home and the grass wasn't cut, you better have a solution. Mom, it was raining. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut it first thing in the morning. That's the solution. Yeah. Never uh, a, a, a set anything open, and so all of them now are very solution based. Mm. They problem solve, and I'm the person of last resort. Okay. So by the time that I hear about it, probably one of the other siblings is already tattletale, and but they never <laughs> come to me for the solution because they mm. know that that's going to be my question to them. Yes. What is the solution. So same thing in business, like what is the solution here? Mm. Because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do the definition of insanity. I'm not going to keep doing it that way. What's mm-hmm. the solution? Mm-hmm. So like you say, in, in your house, that's how we kind of have always been, And not just with my kids, but with my students. With, yes,
0: yes, with I was going to say that, yeah.
1: Employees, right? I constantly, okay, so you, you can't get this done for whatever reason. Your computer broke or you you lost your textbook or your mother or something, you know, whatever, what's the solution? How, mm. how do we fix this? And you bring it to me. I'm not going to give you the solution. I can guide you and say, Hey, I, you know, there's a few things in there. You might want to consider in addition, but we have to come with a solution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it brings up another point in mind <laughs> when I used to teach, but I want to get back to the original question that <laughs> I wanted to ask and Well, that, words,
1: I that's the answer I, you're asking me how did I what did I mean when I got it well I got the solution
0: right right like right I
1: figured that whole pattern out right
0: but you were you were the way you and I went into you like to ask questions right mm-hmm. and because you ask so many questions and I pointed back to the board again right mm-hmm. how do you keep track of all the questions that you ask yourself right because you, you you say, I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this." How do you keep track of that all? Is that all mental, or did you no. have to write everything in like in a big? I have or?
1: I have volumes of moleskin books yeah. that I, every year it seems that they, they they last about a year and I but I write everything who I talked to what my appointment is what my question was who was the patient what was right. the dollar amount what was the so I, I keep things on a pad the 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 pad looks ridiculous and you probably would <laughs> never understand it my yeah. logic behind it but. That's how I kind of keep things focused. And then as the solution comes, I exit off and I call that one back or I, I processed this or I taught that or I created this or um, solved this problem. It gets crossed off. So moleskin yes. books, as, as like your board behind you mm-hmm. might just categorize. And then I have this great ability to think back of what I wrote and I can see it. So if I have another problem that comes up that's similar to that one, I remember that was last year. Let me go grab my book. It was middle of the year. Let's see if I can find that page. Mm. There it is. Let's oh, let's do that again. That yeah. was great. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: That's that's I think that's that's the idea uh that I was getting at is, you know, the same thing with this podcast, right? I I create the podcast to create a portfolio mm-hmm. of personal conversations with people that I've discussed with. And so when people come to me like oh like for example I mean I'm on TikTok right and so and I do these ridiculous videos but but I get questions from people yeah. that that ask from TikTok um the the recent one that I have that I'm going to do about, um, after this I'm going to do a 3 minute video just to discuss mm-hmm. is uh, she says I'm a senior in high school I am interested in medical building and coding and I'm like Wow. What senior loves medical, co- you know, you know, like uh, it just baffles my mind. I'm like, that's what I want to say first. I'm like, really? Uh, that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I'm a senior, you know, my kids don't want to be medical builders. I mean, there's a whole podcast on that. Right. Uh,
1: half my kids wanted to be game programmers. That's the, <laughs> yeah. They all wanted want to be game programmers or, or, uh, sports heroes. They were all going to play for the NFL or they were going to do X
0: games. So, yeah. And so what, what I, what I was going to do is I'm going to, I I told her, well, I'm already thinking about it. I said, please reference this podcast episode, please reference this video. And this is because I've already done it before I'm able to bring it forward. So that's what I wanted to get at. Now, the other thing that I wanted to move forward with is, is, um, sometimes questioning, applying, questioning yourself, Right. Mm -hmm. And applying it to other people, like, for example, your children, but not with your children, but with other up and coming professionals Mm -hmm. in the field, right? So what I did, what I still do, um, when I initially started the the Facebook groups was um, people, I saw a lot of groups where people were just posting exam questions or study guide questions, and they would ask, well, what's the answer? what's the solution? (laughs) You know? And I would always jump in and I would say, well, what do you think the solution is? (laughs) Right. And
1: (laughs) if you ask any of my students, Brian, they're going to say, oh, Christine's going to tell you to read the guidelines. (laughs) You're going to send her a question and ask her what's the answer. And she's going to say, oh, that's guideline. um, I see whatever, you know? mm, mm,
0: Yeah. mm. (laughs) I, I would ask them, what, why well first of all, what do you think the answer is? Mm-hmm. I don't I could care less if it's wrong. I just want to know what your answer is and why do you think you're having a problem like that that is resulting you in asking this question for a quick answer and so you know for for some people they would accept it like okay i I see where he's getting at. But there are people who do not want that. They just want the quick answer and they get mm-hmm. very, very aggravated oh, I when I ask these questions. And I would ask more questions after they ask a question and they just like kind of, okay, adios, buddy. Because <laughs> you're,
1: you're so Isn't the, the old proverb that um, you can give a man a fish and you feed them for today. Mm-hmm. But if you teach them how to fish, you fed them for the rest That's of their right. life.
0: That's right. And so
1: I think there is a little bit of responsibility from uh, as an educator Mm. to teach them to fish and not just coding and billing, but also in life where you have to continue to look for the answer for things and um, question it. Why is this the answer and where did it come from? And how do I know that this is the right thing? And so I think that's what we both kind of do with students. With those questions is to, you know, cue them to start asking, finding those answers through their own solutions.
0: Yes. And even through their own mistakes. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and the thing is that you, what, what you do is, you know, when you ask yourself these questions, I'm trying to teach them to do the very same thing. Like, okay, you have a problem well, what's the first question you're going to ask yourself? Well, you know, it could be any question. Don't worry. Cause I think what, what most students and most new professionals have is this idea. Like they just don't want to feel dumb. You know, yeah. like, they just don't want to feel like, okay, I'm, you know, it, it, if I answer this question and it's wrong, well, it, it just makes me incompetent as a, as a professional. I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't do that. i
1: say the same thing to my students. Cause I, um, I have a, I get my email out and, you know, please reach out to me. Please ask me if you get a question wrong and the rationale doesn't make sense to you, or if you've gotten that question or that type of question wrong a few times, reach out to me because I might have a different way of, of guiding you down that path. Mm -hmm. And I probably only get maybe five or six emails a week and it breaks my heart. Like, yeah. um, Don't struggle. You don't have to struggle. I'm going to, Guide you, you know, I'm gonna show you which part of the maze that you need to go through to get that answer.
0: Now I'm I'm very guilty of I I, at least in work, I I did that. I did that. And there was one thing that my supervisor told me recently that kind of kind of snapped me out of it. She says, Don't suffer in silence. (laughs) You know, I said don't suffer in silence, don't think you can do it by yourself. There's a group of people. You know, you can ask questions, but the thing is with with me, that's why I asked how, how are you in high school? I never asked those questions, right? I I would just kind of like, you know, okay, I think I got it. I think I can figure it. I think it's just the challenge of trying to figure it out on your own and the satisfaction that you can get it, you know, that you can solve the problem. I think that's there's a different way of thinking. But when she told me don't suffer in silence," you know, you gotta Swallow your pride, you know, (laughs) and kind of, yeah, just allow yourself, you know, to, 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 I guess, receive the help that people are wanting to give you in the first place. That's the idea. To
1: receive learning. Yeah. If you're not asking questions, then how do you expect to learn something? It's Mm. some of these things that we, we do. I mean, coding is a different language. Yeah you have to, you have to ask questions in order to learn a different mm-hmm. language. Yeah. You have to talk to somebody. Uh, yeah.
0: No, it's, 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 uh, it, it was challenging. Cause I, I always say, you know, when I first started, well, I started out in CDI, but then mm-hmm. I was given the opportunity to, to do inpatient coding. And I'm like, okay, oh boy. And, uh, And, you know, my boss would, my previous boss paired me up with an inpatient coder. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions. But then I think what I did was different. I just made the mistakes. (laughs) and then she would catch them all. And then she would just present me with all the mistakes. Here's all the mistakes she did. Oh, <laughs> come on. Yeah. You got to redo them over again. Uh, I think it's better if you ask me first before, <laughs> before you but do. We all do these. learn
1: from mistakes too. Correct, I mean, that's, correct. That's the other side of it is we ask questions, but we also learn from our mistakes, right? Some, some people are harder headed than others. I, I think I learned at a young age that uh, somebody's already figured this out. Mm. I just need to know who to ask, the right mm. questions to, and they're going to tell me how to do it. Mm. Um, mm. But not everybody's like that. Everybody's different. I, I had five different kids, and I've had hundreds of employees—maybe mm. not hundreds, but I've had a lot of employees. And that was—you know—you can always tell there's a difference. Some of those do like to suffer in silence and make the mistakes, but you have to learn from the mistakes.
0: Right. Correct. Right. Correct. So that's. I think also when you think of the mistakes, what are the consequences of the mistakes? When do the mistakes happen? As a student, when you make mistakes, it's okay. It's well, it's not really okay, but if you make mistakes, it affects your grade, but then bottom line, it doesn't really affect the company, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you apply it over in the professional side, if you make mistakes, it affects your productivity, it affects Mm -hmm. your quality it affects your paycheck. So
1: it rolls downhill. It affects the next person and the next person. At some point it's going to affect more than just yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Correct. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so you got to think about it, not just from yourself, but then again, the bigger picture. Right.
1: And I've made plenty of mistakes too. And and again, that's how you learn is by making those mistakes. And hopefully you have somebody there that's, and I have, I, I have been so blessed to have a lot of good, role models and mentors over the course of my life mm-hmm. um, and professionally as well so i've had those people that i could say okay i totally messed this up please help me please show me the path to the solution right
0: right right now um, i'm interested in in what your thought process was when you decided to own your own building company so what kind of questions why i guess uh, i guess a question since you didn't go through you gave me a summary but i want to ask i'm going to just Drop pin you in, in that timeline, uh, like a multiverse type of thing, like boom. Okay. Uh, at this point in time, what were you going through? Um, and what made you think you could start a business? Because I, I'm sure the answer is I got it right. <laughs>
1: Of course I got it, right? I
0: got, I got um, it, right? So I'm going to well, start the building business.
1: Okay. So I, I, I got it and I don't got it. Yeah. Um, I, I was the director of medical records for a skilled nursing facility doing okay. very well. Mm. And I had my second child. Oh, okay. And I fell in love with this child. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't love the other one. I did too. But, you know, he was, I had him very early in life. And um, I went right back to work two weeks after he was born. Oh, and, no. and that broke my heart. So Mm -hmm. the second little baby comes along and I'm madly in love with this baby and I'm thinking, Oh, I'm going to have to put him into daycare and the other one's in daycare and you know, you know, this was not the plan. And okay, well, let's find a solution. What's the solution. So I'm on maternity leave maybe a week into my maternity leave. And I went to the unemployment office and I sat there and I I said, you know, I have a job to go back to. It's not that I don't, but I want to know if there's something else out there. What are my options? What, what solutions are out there that I can do this? The man says, oh, no, you know, you really need to stick with your job. So there was a gentleman in the booth behind the little cubicle that I'm in. Right. And he stands up and he says, I'm so sorry to overhear your conversation. However, um, I have a, another colleague that works in another department whose sister owns a billing company. I don't even know if she's hiring, but I would be happy to send that off, you know, see, see if we can make a connection. And the connection happened um, and I, she called me on the phone and she says, well, I, I can't even afford to pay you what you're making salary wise, but uh, how about you bring the baby to work with you and you work in between school hours with the other one. And then you know, at night you can do some things too to make up the time. Mm. So I crunched the numbers and it wasn't optimal, however... I was in love with this baby, so you <laughs> <He> told <me laughs> these when you're in love,
0: right? So there you have it. That is part one of my interview with Christine Hall. Christine, thank you for being on the podcast. You could check her out on social media, including LinkedIn, where we connected. And of course, that's where she called me, Tony. You can check out her company, which is Sterling Global Solutions, by going to Sterling, S-T-I-R-L-I-N-G, globalsolutions.com.
1: MedicalCodingGeek.com
0: Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education. Created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year. Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period. Hundreds of coding scenarios and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information. And use our promo code GEEK. 10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx and use our promo code G E E K 10 for special pricing. Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned Talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent. Talent.com and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit renowned talent, R-E-N-O-W-N talent.com and tell them you heard this ad through the N E C podcast.